This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome to another episode of the podcast. It is Paul Goff here, as always. Um, wonderful, wonderful to be here. Um, always a privilege to do this for you and communicate to you wherever you are in the world. Uh, today, I've got a, um, a great podcast that's going to share some insights onto um, what it takes to be successful in the cash pay um the cash pay profession, the cash pay game, the cash pay field, whatever you want to call it. How do we, how do we just make sure you can get uh, enough people who want to pay you um, out of pocket um, without getting a referral from a doctor? I'm going to give you a very in-depth look at nine things that you absolutely, absolutely must get right if you want to be able to scale a cash pay practice. Again, remember, I've done it uh, for those of you who didn't know or don't know my background. Um, 2007, I started the Polgoff Physio Rooms. Since then, over 22,000 uh, patients have gone through that database at four locations. I've hired 50-plus staff. Um, I built a marketing plan that helped me scale my own practice in a country with completely free healthcare. Um, I've done everything that you need to know how to do, and I'm happy to be able to share it all with you and uh, teach it. And what I'm very proud of is... Um, I didn't get into the teaching game because the you know the physio business got tough or difficult or I uh, you know couldn't make a success of it like so many do these days unfortunately there seems to be a plethora of uh, marketing experts and coaches out there who have never um, actually made any money in their own businesses and uh, I always wonder how people you know respond to that when you you're getting you know kind of messages from people telling you how to make money from a cash practice who candidly never made any money in a cash practice but that's another story for another day uh, millions and millions and millions millions um, I've uh, generated from my own uh, physio business and um, I'm on the verge of a licensing deal actually for two of the locations as well so I'll share more of that with you over the next um, over the next few weeks and months as that goes through with one of my employees so uh, interesting good stuff happening in Paul's life as always um, Today, like I said, we're going to talk about cash pay scale. It's a big event coming up in Las Vegas, eighth, uh, ninth, and tenth of March. And with that in mind, I'm going to share with you, you know, some of the things and some of the uh, the foundations, if you like, that you've got to get right in order to be able to scale any kind of a cash pay. Uh, business, get the marketing successful, um, get the bang for the book that you want, if you like, for starting your business. So that's today. Uh, the website with all of the information is cashpayscale.com, cashpayscale.com. Uh, head over there right now. We're going to be in Las Vegas, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Fill out the form. Apply for a call. I've got room for 10 people max. We've already sold the first seats, so please um, be quick to do that. Um, first, what have I been up to? Some general housekeeping. Um, I flew to uh, Puerto Rico on Friday for the first time. I'm, I'm in a phase right now where I'm doing a lot of traveling. and Love it, by the way. Love it, love it, love it. Um, first, I've finally, I think, shaken off my cold. I mentioned it on the last podcast. I was uh, struggling for two or three weeks, which is why I hadn't um, done a, uh, an episode for quite a while but seems to have gone I feel back to um, my best and full of energy so ready to go last week like I said I was in Puerto Rico flew to San Juan I was in a um, I went for a consulting day actually I've got a, a business coach that I've worked with for about seven or eight years now that um, is based over there and I, I um, talk to him regularly and um, any opportunity I can I get to go and see him and interestingly enough um, he offered me the opportunity and always does do you want to do this this year's VIP day on a, on a Zoom 
absolutely not. I couldn't think of anything worse um, than a VIP day, a consulting day on Zoom. Um, any opportunity that I get to go in person, I do. I've subscribed to it for years, the idea that my brain needs refreshing, it needs stimulating, it needs to be uh, enthralled. I can get on planes, I can see new cities and towns and countries, I can sample new food while I'm there. There's so many benefits that when you really, you know, really understand yourself as an entrepreneur that you need to tap into. Um, there's no creativity coming from you sitting in the same four walls. It's the same for me, it's the same for you, it's the same for every person listening to this podcast. The, the idea that you're driving to work every day, the same car, the same route, uh, getting in the same office. You you just that that's half of most people's problems is they can't see any ideas, um, because all they see is is what they've always seen. So I flew to San Juan, and we had an amazing day. Um, and you know the benefit of those types of things is you just come away with so much clarity. In fact, it got to about eleven o'clock, and I looked at the guy. And I said, "I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Can I just go and go to the bar, please? Because I'm I'm done. My head was spinning. It's always the sign of a good day when you need a beer, uh, before twelve o'clock. So anyway, we stayed till four-ish and headed back to uh, San Juan and, and a few, uh, Medea, I think they call it, Medea, um, as they pronounce it. It looks like Medella, but it's Medea, from what I'm told when I was there, uh, and had a few nice beers in the airport with Cameron while we were uh, waiting to fly back to Orlando. Um, week before, I took my son to Boston. I think I mentioned that to watch the Celtics. I asked all of my kids where they would like me to take them this year, just one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, one said Boston, uh, one said Portugal, and one said Japan and South Korea. So uh, watch this space. Um, Watch this space for uh, a few adventures this year for Paul to uh, take his kids on. I just thought it was great to do that. You know, and I know some people like to spend one-on-one -on -one with their kids and it's quite a common thing. I love to travel. I love experiences and I love meeting people. I love getting around the world and it's really helped shape my character, my personality, my understanding of people and different religions and different backgrounds and different histories of, you know, cultures and where they've come from. And travel's done that for me from traveling around India or Sri Lanka or uh, Australia or Bali uh, Vietnam, I've been, I've been Dubai, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, Thailand, um, a lot, you know, a lot of traveling all around Europe, and it's really helped me get, you know, very kind of confident in myself. But equally, um, just understand that, that we're all different and equally unique and beautiful in our own ways, and you know, people come from different kind of backgrounds and uh, views on life, and it's just fantastic to uh, accept that and embrace it. And travel has done that for me. Um, so getting my ass on flights has always been important to me. So anyway, I'm back in my uh, little office with uh, lots of work to do in this little podcast to share with you. Before heading to Phoenix this week, I'm off to Phoenix uh, for another event, actually for a couple of days event. Thursday and Friday, I'm going to be in Phoenix, um, which is going to be cool. I love heading over there. I'm going to do uh, South Mountain. I'm going to do a little trip up, up the mountain. I think it's South Mountain. I always get it confused. South or North Mountain, one of the two, the one that you can climb up. Uh, I'll probably do that this weekend and head to my most favorite barbecue restaurant anywhere in the world, Rudy's. Um, so I'm looking forward to to, uh, to to Phoenix this week. So that's what's happening. And in other news, devastating news, for those of you who don't know, I'm a big Liverpool fan, uh, football, soccer, as we um, you might call it here, football, as we call it in England. Um, Jürgen Klopp has resigned. Um, the greatest manager Liverpool have had for 30 plus years has decided to quit at the end of the season. So um, Liverpool fans are in meltdown and turmoil at the prospect of Jürgen leaving at the end of the season. So I've managed to get some tickets for the final that Liverpool are in in February. I'm going to head back to England um, after the Dublin event. I'm going to head over to England. I'm going to watch Liverpool in the final against Chelsea in February. Then I'm trying to get tickets. If you can help me, I'm trying to get tickets for the final home game of the season so I can watch uh, what will be a very emotional game. Um, Liverpool Football Club's 
um, current manager's last game of the season. I'm going to take all of the boys. I think it'll be a great. Um, I think it'll be a great place to be. So that's what's happening. Um, I'm doing a bit of travelling and I'm dealing with the emotional turmoil, breakdown, fallout of Liverpool Football Club's manager Jurgen Klopp announcing his resignation. I just don't know how I'm gonna. I'm gonna cope. So anyway, that's enough of me um, uh, getting all emotional and stuff. Um, let's get into this cash pay scale. Nine things you must nail. Let's just leave it at that. I'll keep it really, really succinct and simple. Nine things that you must absolutely nail and get right if you have any intention, uh, aspiration to be successful in the cash pay scale um, kind of game that you're playing. I'd say number one, and I'm going to do this first one in the context of the things that you're probably not doing. Um, I realized after a few years the biggest challenge i've got or i had when i was scaling my practice or trying to scale it i wasn't saying the right things and i was talking physio and i was talking in physio jargon and i was talking about pain and i was talking about various things that just didn't mean enough to enough people and that's the biggest and first point is you're probably not saying the right things so if you want to scale a business so if you haven't scaled the business Right, I, I would come in and look at your marketing and I could tell you. And one of the things I'm going to do in Vegas at the event is I'm going to look ahead of time at people's marketing. I want to see their social media. I want to see their website. I want to get on their email funnels. And we're going to start the day with looking at the communication and between us very quickly establish what's right and wrong. Okay, If you want to attract this type of patient, you can't say that. Let's just eradicate that. Let's start saying that instead. Let's put that on email. Let's put that on social media. Let's put that on Facebook, whatever. So you've got to say the right things to the right people, right? And that's uh, so uh, simple when you hear it. And of course you do. But the problem is most of us can't step out of our own heads. We're physio, so we speak physio language. And we talk about pain and uh, movement and range of movement and joints and all of these things, right? That mean absolutely everything to you and I and other physios on Twitter or X or whatever, but not that much to a client and in the end can repel them. So the first and most important thing in any marketing uh, system or ability to scale uh, by virtue of getting new patients through the door you've got to say the right things to the right people at the right time um, number two probably no system for follow-up and i think what people um, forget or or don't grasp is that when a patient first gets in touch they're very unlikely to want to spend money they can have back pain and they can be relatively interested in a solution but it doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to give you money today and so where most people go wrong in the cash pay realm is no follow-up system i would say this one took me about three years to get right i didn't realize until about 2015 2016 if i read i started my practice in 2007 right and i existed in the same way that you probably do or are now patients occasional referrals friends word of mouth few kind of RTA type stuff, car crash, whiplash, um, you know, some basic insurance stuff, which still goes on in the UK, uh, despite it being a, a free system. But obviously, it's the same situation, low pay, uh, denials, wouldn't pay your bills, all that type of stuff, right? Clients that didn't really get bought into me and the business, they were just there because it was free, basically, you know, it was paid for by somebody else. So um, when I really got serious about marketing, it was about 2013, I'm going to say, and I started to really study and embrace marketing. Maybe it's just before. And I realized that, yes, I'd got the message right. And yes, I'd sort of got my name out there more often now. And I started to spend money on it confidently. I was running Facebook ads. This will get you. And this will trump anybody, anybody who's teaching you Facebook ads today. I was running Facebook ads in 2013, 14 era, 
when Facebook ads were not even in news feeds. They only existed on the left-hand side of the desktop on the computer, and Facebook hadn't figured out how to put them in news feeds yet. I was running ads, getting clients from clicks on the desktop when the ads used to be on the left, for those of you who remember those days. Um, so I'd kind of figured out how to get my message out there, and I'd figured out how to get you know communicate better, and I understood that it wasn't about pain anymore, and I understood that it wasn't about being a great physical therapy uh, provider it was about much more than that and i had to go deeper into my message and my communication and that was the first big shift but what it took me to about 2015 to understand was the phrase that i now use the fortunes in the follow-up in any business particularly in the cash pay business that you very rarely get people rabid and ready to spend 300 dollars. they will but they might need a little bit of follow-up right so i would suggest that to nail the cash pay you have to have a follow-up system in play and anybody so we can do this through two lenses if you want to be successful this is what you got to do and if you're not as successful as you are or would like to be or thought you were going to be this is probably what you're not doing so number three this is huge i would wager that 99 out of 100 cash pay businesses have absolutely no clue how to differentiate cash versus insurance other than better service other than better service so what that means is i have a patient who's relatively interested in me the minute they hear i'm cash pay or i have to pay out of pocket or what my fees are i don't know how to say this is why you should choose me over and above the cheaper insurance-based business around the corner so what i default to is my service is better my customer service is better and i'm better the problem is there is no way for the patient to feel that or understand that until after they've given you money and that's why it doesn't work the, the, all, of the, all they know at this point is how good your marketing and how good your communication is. So I can't tell you that I'm better. I can't say that I'm better. I have to do something else. I have to appeal to a different set of values and beliefs that you've got, which allows me to tap into a, a status, a much higher, more principled view about what you're looking for from life, from health, from me. And that's why I'm different to anybody else. And again, this is the stumbling block that most people never get past. They never know the difference or how to communicate the difference between why I'm different and why it's worth spending more money with me than a cheaper insurance provider around the corner, other than better service. Now, in England, where it's free and the national health exists, I had to figure out that I needed to never go down the route of I'm 10 years experience, I'm a really good physio. I even used to say I was an ex-professional football physio, which I was. I was skilled, look at my review. It doesn't mean anything. That's not why people choose you. And in the end, I started to realize and communicate the difference as it was important and relevant to the type of client I want. An example might be people wanted choice or they value time. So I figured out that I needed to communicate with these people based upon those values and those things that were discernibly different from any other cheaper option I've got. So if you're listening to this and it's not happening for you, I bet you, you couldn't consistently, and we'll do this in Vegas, I'm gonna get everybody to communicate what's different between them and their insurance-based providers. And I guarantee we'll have 10 different views in the room. But then I'll ask you on the next day, and I bet you say it differently. Then I'll ask you again the next day, and I guarantee you'll say it differently again. So what there isn't is a true, true understanding. There is an off-the-cuff, on-a-whim um, attempt to explain it. But it's not consistent and it de definitely doesn't touch the, the sort of the values and the beliefs of the type of patient that you want who will and has got the means to spend 300 400 dollars with you per session uh, number four nine things you absolutely must get right no way of knowing if marketing works 
how much to spend or where. There is no way of knowing if the marketing works. So I, I, I don't really know if my marketing's working. I did something and I put some money out there, but I don't really know if it works. I definitely don't know how much to spend on Google, Paul. I've heard that, that this Google thing's good and my friend does it, but how much do I spend? And, and where do I spend it? Do I spend it on Facebook these days? Is it Instagram? Can I still run newspaper ads? Should I be spending postcards out to past patients? Should I be running an ad in a magazine? Should it be at a trade show or an event, a farmer's market? All of these things need to be clarified. How do we know if marketing works? How do you know how much to spend per media and where? Because once we know if the marketing works and how much to spend, you're going to be a hell of a lot more confident. If you if you knew today that you should be probably spending, I don't know, making this up, $1,000 on Google, um, you'd probably feel a lot more confident about it because you've been given a direction. If you knew the marketing was working, you'd keep spending it and you would keep spending, you know, be looking for ways to spend more money. And if you knew that three people like you with your type of business were running ads on Instagram now, you'd probably do the same. So I think, again, if your business isn't working like you would like it to, you probably don't know if marketing's working. You probably don't know how much to spend on each media and you don't know where to spend it. There's 15 to 20 different places you could spend it, most likely at this point. So the point of Vegas is to get you clear on all of these things as well, just for clarity. Um, number five of things that you absolutely must nail, objection handling. Every business Every business's experiences objection. Newsflash, this is not just happening to you. It's not a Phoenix thing or an Orlando thing or a New York thing. They don't just object in your town. They object everywhere to everything. Everything nobody wants to pay for at first. And my experience has been working now with hundreds of cash pay businesses. Don't forget, I kind of started all this kind of at scale stuff back in the day because candidly, I was the first person to, to scale a cash practice with four locations and however many thousands of customers that we had at the time, which is why so many people uh, came to my events. I think we started the first cash pay scale uh, of its kind around about 2016. So that's how deep I am, if you like, with clients coming to these events. And what I found again was people took these objections personally. And a patient said, no, I didn't have time or I didn't want to spend the money and so on. And they almost took it personal and thinking this is just happening to me. And then they said, we've got bad leads and this is a my town thing and I'm hopeless and I can't do anything because I chose to live in Orlando and there's all these objections to cash pay physio and so on and so forth. And um, none of that is true, right? It's true that they're objecting, but it's equally true that they're objecting to, to most things, right? Unless it's on a silver plate for them, like the probably the only thing they don't object to is Netflix these days and pizza. And even then, there's probably some reservations about it for whatever reason. Um, so there's no way of handling objections. If you want to be successful in the cash pay, any game, um, now more than ever, you need to understand how to handle the common six or seven objections. Um, number six, there is no clear path to marketing success. So what that means is there's no roadmap. At the event in Vegas, I call it the yellow brick road. And what that basically says is, look, we sit down and we go, you know, Sally wants to make half a million dollars and she wants 150,000 profit in 2024. For that to happen, we've got to get to charge this price. We need this many leads. We need this type of conversion ratio and we need this many people to say yes. That's the roadmap. And then what we do is we go, okay, in January, we need 25 phone calls because 10 people will say yes if we get 25 phone calls. 10 people will spend $2,000 that's $20,000 from those 10 patients. So we create a real roadmap that you can see. And then what we'll do in the afternoon is we put the activity against those numbers. So if you want 25 phone calls, 
what we've then got to do is say, well, we're going to get five from Google, we're going to get three from social media, we're going to get two from referrals, we're going to give out information packs to the local gym, and we're going to get 10 from that. So once we've created the yellow brick road, the next thing we do is create the activity to support the numbers on the yellow brick road. So you have a need, a genuine map, like a, a, a sort of visual of a, of a, that's where we're going in January, in February, in March, in April and May, and that's what we've got to do according to the seasons, because don't forget wherever you are, it's seasonal. So, for example, there may be a higher, um, if you're in Denver, you might have higher injuries because of skiing in the winter than you do in the summer. Might be true, might not be true. But many uh, places experience seasonality where we have to factor in that if that's the case and you're a big ACL rehab specialist, you might not get as many in the summer unless you switch to lacrosse or soccer or some other sport that's more likely to happen in the you know in the summer if you like. So we factor all of these things in to ensure that you've got a smooth yellow brick road that adds up to um, however many new patients and however many thousands of dollars at the other end. Um, no clue of what activity um, is causing success. No clue of what activity is causing success or what activity is needed. So what I find with um, the reason that people struggle with marketing is, well, firstly, they don't do any, right? That, that rules out nine out of 10. And then you get deeper and you think, well, why don't you do marketing? And the reason is because um, they just don't know what to do. They, they just don't know what to do. They have no clue of what activity and how much time, this is the bit I find, um, when I get close to business owners, well, how much time should I? How much time do you spend on an email? How much time does it take to set up that ad? Or how much time should I be spending on that campaign? Or how how long should I take with this? And I find that when you get really specific with a business owner and you help them go, well, that probably takes an hour, or that takes three hours, or budget two hours for that, they actually start to commit more time to it, um, knowing that they're not wasting time and are significantly more likely to be successful because of it. Um, number eight. Um, they have no clarity on what we call their income potential. So what they do is they look at the business in terms of the five or 10 hours that they're willing to work or 15 patients that they're seeing that week, rather than going, what's the potential of this business? That if we raise the price to this much and we insisted on a plan of care and we sold this product um, and we work for this many hours and we hide that person, what is the income potential of this entity, not the per patient visit? So when you look at per patient visit, you might think, well, I'm $200. Great, but the income potential of this business, all guns blazing, is 1.2 million. That's a completely different view of your business and, and what you're trying to achieve in the activity. And I find that the business owners who get stuck are more obsessed over their $200 or $180 per session rather than the income potential of the business when everything is maximized and utilized and it allows you to create a much bigger plan. Uh, and number nine, um, no way of setting prices, I love this one, always my favorite, no way of setting prices other than average or instinct. Average or instinct. So they set their prices based upon the average of everybody else in town, thereby sentencing themselves to being average, You know, trying to provide world class but asking for average prices doesn't exist and can't do it. All instinct. My gut tells me that people in Orlando will pay this much money because I feel like that's what I would pay, right? And that's where most people come from. And they bring their own biases about money into their business and that hamstrings them. That literally keeps them ham hamstrung with what they could charge and what the people that they would want to have in their, their, their clinic would actually pay. We had a conversation today in my sales team and they were talking about how they'd spoke to a, stu a guy who just qualified as a stu student, just graduated to, to getting a job. And one of my sales reps said, oh, you know, he's just come out of being a student and he hasn't got much money. And I said, whoa, 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 that's, that's not true. 
he said well no 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 like he, he's a student he's just finished student he's just got a full-time job he's not really our client yet for an accelerator program i said that is not true i said statistically he has now a very good job and he's making six seven possibly eight grand a month depending upon where he is um this is probably the period um that he's going to have the most money because he has a steady job so now is the time for him to invest in this type of program while he has a steady job and before he goes off and starts a business right this is the thinking that people bring with them they assume that because they were a student and had no money it means that everybody who's a student didn't have money and that is not true categorically is not true the media and you know press and politics and everybody will tell you that students have got no money and that is that is not true I went to university with people who took their student loans and put them in high interest accounts. Like they didn't need it, right? For whatever reason, they had jobs. They were just good at what they did. They didn't need to pay. Uh, sorry, they, they, you know, they were good with money and they just managed money correctly. And for all sorts of reasons, some people were massively in debt, but some people walked out with all of their loans in, in you know, certain funds in the stock market. Now, yes, that's not everybody. And is it atypical? Yes. But my point is not everybody's got no money and not everybody thinks about money like you do. And that's the bit when I get you in the room, I'll shake you a little bit and go, that's not true. And I guarantee you when we go around the room, you'll be, you'll be a little bit hopefully annoyed as to how low your prices are that you've essentially self-inflicted sabotage on your ability to be profitable in a business because of your false beliefs about money. That nobody in my town, wherever you are listening to this, I guarantee you when you come, I will have somebody in my roller deck, somebody that I know, somebody that I could put you in touch with, if not in your town, around your town, or in a town of exactly almost parallel uh, economic um, ability, let's call it. But I, I, at this point now, one of the best things I can do for you is put you in touch with all of the hundreds of people that I know who've done well in your town with your type of business, with your type of circumstances. I didn't have that seven or eight years ago. The best thing I could do was share with you what I'd done. Now I can tell you in a heartbeat, somebody who lives in a town like you, if not your town, who charges $100 more than you, and here's how I help them do it, and here's how they're now doing it. That is what I think is the benefit of being in a room because you get to come to a, a seminar, a workshop, whatever we want to call it, and you listen to what other people are doing and you get to see for yourself that actually you've probably been self-sabotaging your own business because of your views, your beliefs. And I know the day that my business started to explode, I flew over to the US 2013 for a marketing seminar to see Dan Kennedy in Chicago. I've told this story before. When I really started to get a grip with marketing, um, it happened because I took myself from a small town called Hartlepool, Google it, Hartlepool, northeast of England, small economically challenged town, very small minds, false beliefs, long history of unemployment in and around that area, generations of people who've never had jobs and never will get jobs, right? People are not talking about what's possible, they're talking about survival. I went off to the US, went to Chicago that day, met up with people who were like, wow, like this is what's possible, you can do this and you should be doing that and you should be charging that. And I brought all those ideas back to Hartlepool and I brought all of those ideas back to my life and how I wanted to live. Um, and it radically changed. And it was because I got out of my little comfort zone, my little town, and I got on a flight and I went somewhere and I was willing to be challenged. And somebody said to me, you can do better than that and you should be charging more than that. And I didn't do, and this is the other thing I realized, so many people resist, strongly resist, any attempt for somebody to help them be successful, right? And what I mean by that is, you give them a piece of advice, no, that won't work for me. That cannot work for me. That'll definitely not work for me. That, that doesn't work in my town. Why are you so adamant that that won't work why don't we take the same energy and put it behind why it might work and watch what happens to your life 
they strongly resist. We talk to them about a seminar. It's like, I can't come. And this, no, I can't. And, and the, no, I've got to do this. And I've got to, no, I'm busy that day. And I'm, going to, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I could have sworn that we were offering you a lifeline to like come and help like grow your business and make more money. Like that's kind of what's going on here. And you're so strongly, passionately adamant that you can't and it won't work and it's not right for you. How about just a little bit of belief in possibility that by getting out of your own way and talking to some people from other parts of the country and the world, you have a different view of the world and a different perspective that things might be different. Right now, I know we're looking for needles in haystacks. We're always, and I'm not going to change humankind in that respect. But if that's you, I'm talking to you now. Like I'm appealing to your nature that has a little bit of possibility in it that like that's what all of your success is going to come from it's going to come from your ability to think differently to be differently to act differently not say you're different and do the same shit as everybody else genuinely run your business differently because of fresh ideas from different states and different countries and being open and willing and humble and um uh, cons- uh what would be the word curious being curious to what might be right and what might be able to help you not passionately adamant that you're right that it won't work right and as i said to somebody this morning in my sales team we, it's monday and we always do our sales meetings on the morning uh, monday morning i said I, I don't think we were talking about a, a client in the dublin event that we've got coming up 22nd 23rd so i don't think this client gets it right they seem to think that i want them there more than like they're going to benefit from being there and that's not me being disrespectful but i've packed out seminar halls for nine years nine years i filled up halls in vegas in orlando in uh, San Diego, in New Orleans, in uh, where else have we been um, uh, recently? In Nashville, I've put seminars on in Dublin, in London, in every in Australia. Every one of them has been full, and many people come back to my seminar here. I've got to say about another topic. So it's not that my stuff doesn't work, and this is what I'm trying to say. It's like it's not that it doesn't work, right? It does, and it's beyond any reasonable doubt that it works. What it doesn't do is change the mindset if somebody's already concluded that they don't or can't want to be successful. That's what it doesn't do. And, and that's, if you want the story of life in a nutshell, the 99 out of 100 have concluded with themselves, confirmed with themselves that life is already over, it can't be successful and there's nothing that they can be done about it. And all of their struggle goes into compounding the struggle and all of their energy goes into telling themselves why they're in a mess and why it can't be done. Then every now and again, you get one. You get a Jake Berman. You get a Carrie Hosea. Uh, you get an Alison Phelps and Nick Hunter. Like I could go on and on and on. Clients that I've been with now for years who've attended these seminars. Uh, Don and Oscar. People that have of level four PT in San Diego. People have been around me for years. Nash over in England. Steve McLean up in Scotland. God, I could go on and on and on and on and on into Australia, into uh, Spain now, into Thailand, wherever it is. We've got clients and we've helped them. But what we've been able to help is the one with the curious mind. And that's what I've realized over time as we do what we do. Um, we can't help, you know, we can't help everybody. We're always looking for that one with the curious mind, not the one who aggressively, sometimes, literally, like they're, they're shouting at you on the phone as to why it can't work and it's different and you, my town is different and you don't know and that's not what it's like here in X and you can't do that at my town and I wish it was different and all of this shit that they come out with and you're like, dude, like, like i haven't even met you but i know you're miserable and broke like because that's the view of life that you've got so um when it comes to prices um average is not good and instinct is not good it's probably 50 percent more than what you you believe and what you're charging now and when you put all of the things above in play which is why i always leave it till the end 
you say the right things, you start following up, uh, you're able to differentiate cash from insurance, you can uh, find out where your marketing um, is working at and from, you can handle objections, you've got a clear roadmap to success, all of those things, you put all of those things together, at the end of it, you feel like a completely different business owner and you go, do you know what, I deserve to have a, a $250 price tag, a $300 price tag, whatever it would be. And I always say, and I'll leave it with this, business owners' prices are a reflection of how they feel about themselves. A business owner's price is a reflection of how they feel about themselves internally. So if I'm angst and I'm insecure and I'm fearful and I'm doubtful, usually because I don't have any business skills, that's why I feel that way. right? I don't, I don't feel good because I don't have good skills. And if I don't feel good, then I won't put that out there to the world and I'll charge average prices because I feel average. I have an exterior of I'm great and I'm amazing and my service is the best and I'm clinically skilled, but internally I'm fearful and I'm frightened. And I'm fearful and frightened because I don't have any business skills. One is the cause, one is the effect. Contrast that with a patient, or sorry, a client. A carry, for example, $350, $375 perhaps now. Confident, strong, inner belief, knows how a business works, knows how to handle objections, knows how to get the phone to ring, knows what a marketing plan needs to look like, knows what the budget looks like, etc., etc. Because she's got the business skills, because she's got the know-how, she feels really good, and because she feels good, it's reflected in her prices. Case closed in 60 seconds wrap um, at the end. So there we go. Um, hope that helps, whether you're coming to Vegas or not, cashpayscale.com, uh, the three-day ultimate marketing plan workshop to help you scale your cash practice. That's a little sneak preview of some of the things that we're going to discuss that you absolutely must get right, that I'll give you the templates for, the ads for, uh, the courage for, the marketing plan for, whatever it will be. I've got everything for you. I did this workshop back in 2016 many, many times, over a dozen, bringing it back out for 2024, new and updated. Cash pay scale is coming to, of all places, Viva Las Vegas. Um, beautiful hotel on Lake Las Vegas, about 15 minutes off the strip. It's beautiful. Just Google the uh, the hotel on the, the um, Las Vegas strip. I think it's called the West Inn, the West Inn Lake Las Vegas. That's where we're going to be. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, there'll be 10 people, 12 max, with a couple of my staff as well. Um, you're going to get to work all day, all Friday with me, there'll be one session from my team on sales and I'm pretty much most of the, you know, the rest of the sessions. So you're going to be around me all weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Cannot wait to be there to see you um, and get you, you know, again, just feeling good about yourself. And that's what and where I come from with everything I do for you. Just, I just want you to feel good about yourself. If you feel good about yourself, you make better decisions, you take more action, you make better decisions and you take more action, you make more money, right? You're in, a, you're in business, that's kind of it. There's not much more to it. Good decisions, take action. Good decision, action. Good decision, action. Execution and intention. Most people have wonderful intentions, dreadful execution, and again, I challenge you, you look around your life, right? In, phrase, in England, there's a phrase called bullshit bob. Right, and what it means, I'll say it again, just for the Americans and the Aussies who may have never heard of such an eloquent phrase, they're called bullshit bobs. And what that means is they talk the talk. They never walk the walk. They're full of shit, basically. Bullshit bob. Um, they have all of the intention in the world, but they never actually execute on it. You've probably hired a few bullshit bobs in your time, right? I've certainly hired a few. I've fired a few, and I've come across a few, right? And the more you open your eyes up to it, most of the world are bullshit bobs. They talk one thing, but they don't do anything about it. Um, come to Las Vegas. I'll give you um, everything that you need to help you be successful in the uh, cash pay game. If you're in the insurance business and you're trying to get out, you need to come. And if you are a cash pay business owner, you've started and you're trying to scale, come. Even if you're a student right now, come. Um, I've had clients, uh, Keith Road came to me when he was 
uh, fully employed by another business, handed in his notice six to eight weeks uh, before he hired me, joined my program, came to a workshop, and is now the, let's say, six years on, $1.3 million business up in uh, South Dakota. I have stories like that coming out of my backside. So um, you're in very safe hands wherever you are, whether you're an insurance business trying to get more cash, a s cash pay trying to scale, or you're just trying to get this thing off the ground. We have the team, the resources, the people to support you. I'm flying my team out. Um, there's another event going on in the hotel as well with some of my other clients. There'll be about 100 in the room next door. So you will be able to get to spend some time with them as well um, and say hello at the bar. We'll kind of bring everybody together. So it's going to be a pretty cool function. You won't just be you. Um, you won't be on your own if you like. There's going to be a hell of a lot going on. About 10 of my team in total. And in that hotel, we'll have about 100 business owners. So don't get confused. Um, we've got one room with you going on and I'm going to be in there. Um, my team will teach some sessions and I'll go next door and teach. It's going to be a really cool weekend. Uh, for all of us in Las Vegas, 8th, 9th, and 10th for you. Um, cashpayscale.com. It's by application only, which means you have to just fill out a form. When you fill out the form, book a call with a member of my team. They'll just confirm it's right for you, tell you how it works, uh, and all that jazz, and you'll be able to um, come and work with me and my team in uh, Viva Las Vegas. I will see you then. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Have fun. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.